Oh, thank you. Hello, and thank you for checking in with Stuff I Heard. This is your host of Stuff I Heard, Josh Peak. Today is August the 18th. Hmm, Saturday, August the 18th. How about that? Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of birthdays in this month, people that I know, close friends, family. Um, today happens to be my buddy Josh West's birthday. Hey, buddy. Happy birthday. I've been pestering Josh West about getting his podcast out. He has uh, been talking about starting his own podcast and whenever he gets off his lazy ass and does it, I will be promoting it and saying, hey, check out his podcast. He has a very niche idea for a very unique subject matter. And I think when he does it, it's going to draw in a, a new audience. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to having him on my podcast to talk about it. I'm looking forward to being on his podcast to talk about it. Because I think it's very out-of-the-box thinking. Um it is something that that I've never. I'm, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I don't even want to. I don't even want to venture into it. I don't want to freak anybody out. I don't want to be, a, be like, oh my god, what is this thing? Just just have the anticipation. This is called baiting the hook. I'm baiting the hook right now. I'm getting you guys anxious. I'm getting you guys to be like, I can't wait to see. So anyway, that's coming up. I'm going to talk about it. It's going to be there. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Brandon Hochel for uh, or Heckle. How do you pronounce it? Heckle, Brandon Heckle. Uh, he has a podcast called Organic Phrases, and he just released his third episode. He's staying consistent. He's putting one out one a week. So good for you, buddy. I've been checking out your podcast. I like it. You're inspiring me. Uh, the poetry part of it is really inspiring me, and I'm learning a lot with the uh, the farming stuff. So, uh, you know, give a shout out to uh, to Brandon and tell him you heard him here. Um, give it a listen. Might be it. Might be up your alley. Might be something you like. I don't really know anything about farming, and I don't really care about poetry, but you might hear it and you go, okay, yeah, I, I could dig it. This guy's got a good speaking voice, and he does. He's got a good got a good speaking voice. Um, again, he's just starting it out. It's only his third episode, but but he's he's doing it. Congratulations, dude. Um, I'm going to continue to give shout-outs here for a second. Just bear with me. Uh, shout-out to my brother and his wife for their podcast, The Old Red Truck. Uh, they're getting more distrib- uh, distribution now, so check them out on different platforms. You may have the platform they're on. Uh, just look up the old red truck, and it's a discussion kind of like you'd have in your driveway whenever you're saying goodbye to your friends or family, and they're getting ready to go, and you sit around your old truck in the parking lot. And you Maybe if you're up north, you don't do that. I think that's more of a southern thing. Up north is too cold. You guys are freezing to death. God bless you. Well, not this time of the year. This time of the year, you guys are loving it because we're melting down here. I literally am melting when I go outside right now. It is so hot here in South Carolina. But <clears throat> back to the old red truck. Um, this is him and his wife. They're in their, uh, what do you call this? It's not the, I don't know if you'd call it the, the prime of their life. Um, I guess you would call it the prime of their life in a way. <clears throat> They're succeeding in their careers, they're growing, they're raising children, and they're doing it and figuring it out all along. Uh, when he was talking about doing a podcast, I told him that he should come up with a title called uh, Unsupervised Adulting, which I liked. I thought it was a great idea, but he looked it up online, and apparently there's already a podcast out there called that. Unsupervised Adulting sounds perfect. That's because that's what most of us are doing. Hmm. I am having some coffee, by the way. If you are having some coffee, join along with me. This is delicious. 
Uh, of course, you know I'm going to talk about being on the keto diet, and I would like to say that I am continuing on the keto diet. I am down. This morning, I weighed in at 229. How about that? I'm in the 220s again. Woohoo! I hadn't been in the 220s in years. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in the 220s, but 229, and I feel great. I feel healthy. I feel fine. Um, good stuff. I did have a little bit of a scare this past week. Um, I had Wednesday off of work, and I had to work Monday and Tuesday out of town. Uh, you'll know that Wednesday morning I posted a podcast, and the video's online on, on YouTube. You can look it up under Joshua Peak. Um, but I also uh, put the podcast out. I felt great that morning. Everything was great, and I was planning on going out to eat lunch with myself. Um, I normally eat lunch like every other week with my mom. She works near a place that is one of my favorite restaurants. You've heard me talk about it on this podcast. It's an unsolicited commercial for uh, King Hefe. It's downtown Florence. Uh, parking is in a parking garage next to it, which you can't hardly, you don't know it's there until you pull in, but um, they make some gourmet tacos. And on this keto diet, I have their Cali bowl uh, without the rice with extra guacamole and it is delicious it is it, it looks visually pretty if you look them up on google maps you'll probably see uh, a ton of photos that i took uh, when they first started off i liked them so much i thought i want this to succeed so much i'm going to do everything i can to promote them so i started putting stuff on facebook on youtube and i took a lot of photos and i put them on google and i put them on TripAdvisor. And I get reports on my phone every now and then of, hey, your photos have over 100,000 views. I'm like, what? 100,000 views? Who's, who's looking at my, these, these pictures of this place? But they just keep adding up. Um, and good for them. They're doing a great, a great deal. Uh, the family that owns that owns a couple of restaurants here in town. They have a place on Second Loop Road called Tubbs. Uh, they make some really good burgers and some seafood dishes that are excellent. Uh, they have a great beer selection. Um, the building that they're in at Tubbs was an old convenience store years ago, and they made the little fuel island where it used to be covered. They made that into like an outdoor patio area, which is pretty neat. Um, I'd like to take my dad and, and my stepmom out to eat at either one of those places or both of those places the next time they come to town. I think they would dig it. But they're also starting up a new place on Irby Street called, uh, is it Revival Burger? I think it's called Revival Burger. Um, it's a burger shop. It's like a gourmet burger shop. And there's not one on that end of town. So I think it's going to do well. I'm hoping it'll do well. Uh, I'm definitely going to go check them out. But anyway, back to the point there, Josh. I get kind of sidetracked. Um, I was going to have lunch with my mom, but she had uh, some special plans. She is a nurse practitioner and a um, a professor at Francis Marion University. Uh, her name is Debbie Hopla. Uh, she has a doctorate in nurse practitioning, and she teaches the only doctorate-level program at Francis Marion University right now. She teaches advanced nurse practitioners to have their doctorate. Um, she's a big deal. And you've probably heard me talk about her on this podcast before. I think there's a discussion where Greg and I go into a very long discussion about it. Um, Greg is also a nurse practitioner. He's one of my best friends. He lives down in Albany, Georgia. Uh, he also had a birthday recently. Happy birthday, Greg. Um, she has been working with several other ladies to 
uh, draft an amendment into our state to give midwives and nurse practitioners more ability to treat patients properly so that they can do it without supervision and that they can write the prescriptions they need to help patients. Um, there's been a lot of hindrance on their profession uh, because doctors have more of a reign of, no, 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 I'm more important. And my mom has always lived a life where people have told her, you can't do this because X, Y, Z. And she's always been like, okay, yeah, watch me. I'm, I'm going to do exactly what you said I can't do because I'm smart and I'm motivated. And why should you have the say? And why should you have the say? If, if you have the, as a nurse, she had the desire for proper patient care and doctors at the time were making a lot of mistakes and costing patients lives, hurting patients by accident or, you know, just negligence. And as a nurse, she had no say. She couldn't say, hey, this is wrong. They would tell her, what do you know? You're just a nurse. And it used to frustrate her. And she was like, okay, I'm, I need more education because in order for me to help patients better, I need to be, I need to know what I'm talking about. And she achieved every goal that you could ask for uh, for someone in her profession. She became the light in the, in the dark and said, I'm going to do what's right. Now, you can imagine what that's like having a mother who's that way. And whenever you were feeling lazy and didn't want to do something, she was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, you're going to do it anyway because this is what has to be done. And so I've approached life that way. Maybe that's part of what made me become a Marine when I joined the Marine Corps. Maybe that uh, demand for excellence or for absolutism or for never quitting, maybe that is in my DNA because of who she is. Um, so anyway, I was supposed to have lunch with her, but she was meeting with the governor to have the bill signed and to do photos and all that other stuff. And I joked with her on the phone when I got to the restaurant. I said, here I am sitting all by myself at King Hefe without you. I look like one of those weird homeless people that talk to themselves, but I'm going to eat lunch without you. Do you miss you? And she's like, sorry, I'm on the way to, to meet the governor. And I was like, hey, if you see the governor, high five him for me. You've probably heard me talk on this podcast about how we had a governor's primary recently, and I was really pushing for a change in, in our governor. Um, this guy named John Warren was a former Marine. He started his own business. He was running on a ticket of ending career politicians and, you know, kind of getting getting some focus on the fact that we do have career politicians in almost every state. But in this state, there's some senators and, 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 and uh, um, congressmen who need to be gone. They, they're just in the position so long that they don't do anything anymore. They're just taking up space, taking up a paycheck. Um, fill in their own pockets with their own special interests, side projects. I'm for that. I'm for a change. I'm for term limits. Um, but John Warren didn't win the primary. Governor, governor McMaster became the governor after Nikki Haley left, and McMaster's the governor. Well, McMaster signed this bill. Well, good for McMaster. Um, and good for Mom. And I'm glad she got to meet him. But I told her, I said, high five him. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's just uh, not the guy that I wanted. But the way, you know, 
A lot of people, when elections come up, this happened during the past election. Trump polarized a lot of people, uh, but so did Obama. Um, and you could say that about a lot of past presidents where there's been divisive issues on where people stand. What people don't understand is, is you have an election, you vote, and if the person wins, you go, okay, well, my guy didn't win, but all right, I'll follow this person. I say guy relatively. I know that we're going to have a female president probably soon. Um, if you don't know who Nikki Haley is, start following Nikki Haley on Twitter and learn about her. And she's going to be our first female president. I believe that firmly. As, as firmly as I believe that this coffee is hot in my hand, I believe Nikki Haley will be our first female president. And I will vote for her. And I will, I will broadcast her name and I will tell you about her and, and you'll be sick of hearing me talk about her. She will be our first female president. Bank on it. Um, but anyway, I had lunch by myself. All by myself. And I was uh, sitting there, you know, kind of just chilling. There's a friend of mine that I go to high school with, or went to high school with, uh, named Jada. And Jada is a waitress there. And she just happened to be my waitress. And I was sitting there... Uh, she come over, she's like, Hey, what can I get you? And I was like, you know, I told her what I wanted and sweet tea and whatever. She goes to get it. And all of a sudden I felt like I had like a muscle spasm in my face. Like, you know, how you get a Charlie horse sometimes and your leg like seizes up. I had that on the right side of my face, right around my jaw. I was like, what in the world is going on? And I could feel it kind of puffy. So I got my phone out to take a picture of it so I could see what I'm looking at. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll show you the picture. This is what the side of my face looked like. You see how big this side of my face is? It was like I had a golf ball in my, in my, in my jaw. I mean, right at the corner of my jaw. It just swole up so huge, and it was sore. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Well, I was texting with Mom at the time, so I texted her, and I said, hey, something's going on with my face. I got this weird, like, Charlie horse type thing going on and the side of my face is swollen up and I sent her a picture of it. Well, she, she wrote me back and she goes, Oh my goodness, you know, um, send that to Dan. Well, Dan is my stepdad. He's an ear, nose and throat specialist. And I sent it to him and I said, Hey mom says that, uh, you might know what's going on here. My face suddenly just swole up and I feel like I got a muscle spasm in my face. It's really sore. And he was, Wednesday is his heavy surgery day. And I didn't expect a response for quite a while, but he responded right away, and he was like, come into my office as soon as you can, I thought, okay, so I went in, he checked it out, and he says that what it was is I had a blockage, some type of stone type blockage in my sinus gland, and it was causing the sinus stuff to back up in that pocket, and he said, it happens uh, usually in older patients who are lethargic, he said, but you're not lethargic, he says, you're probably dehydrated, which is true. Uh, the day before, I had worked in Savannah, Georgia, and I worked my tail off. And even though I drank like 10 bottles of water that day, I was I was dehydrated. I could feel I was dehydrated. Um, so he's like, you know, listen, you know, you can, I'll give you some antibiotics, which will help take out some of that infection. Um, he said, uh, if you've got anything lemony, like uh, hard, uh, hard candy, lemon hard candy, or... Uh, lemon gum or or lemon itself, uh, suck on that, and it'll help clear that out. And I was like, okay. So I just happened to have some lemon gum in my truck, and I went ahead and started chewing it. And he says, it's going to 
it's going to taste bad because it's your sinus stuff and it's going to drain into your mouth. And it did, and it was nasty, but it worked. Um, it took till that evening till I finally felt like the pressure was gone. I could still see like a lump where it was a little, you know, kind of grown up, but it went away. Um, but yeah, it started off looking awful and it, it turned out fine. Uh, so thank you to Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you to mom. And thank you to King Hefe. I love the, love the meal I had. I will definitely be back. Um, if you get a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. All right. Enough of spreading the love on that. I want to spread the love on something else. Um, if you have Facebook, which most of us do, I've created a page called Stuff I Heard for this podcast. You can probably type it in your search engine and look up Stuff I Heard. I try and link every podcast and every video that I make and put it on here. This morning I got on YouTube and wanted to check out some stuff from people that I follow. My dad is on YouTube. Uh, he is on there under the name R. Peak. R stands for Richard, and Peak, of course, is our last name. It's all together. It's all lowercase. R. Peak. He put out a video on August the 6th of 2018. It's titled, Jason Speaks on the Bible and the Torah. Um, I just watched it. It is almost 35 minutes long. It is awesome. It is inspiring. It is amazing. It is... It, it, it triggered something in me to want to talk about this. Um, I linked the video on Facebook, and I want people to check it out. I think it's going to probably blow your mind. I think it's going to probably create discussion, which I think it should. Um, I think that for too often, people put their own agendas in front of religion, and they forget to realize the grace of it all. Um, if anybody knows who Perry Noble is, Perry Noble was the pastor of New Spring Church. Now he's the pastor of Second Chance Church. Um, he has a podcast called Second Chance Church. It's also on YouTube. He had a sermon not too long ago where he said, Sometimes you have to lose your religion in order to have a relationship with Jesus. And I believe that that is absolutely true. Um, sometimes your religion gets in the way of your relationship with Jesus, with your personal relationship with Jesus. A lot of people, when they're young, picture yourself, picture babies, okay? People see babies, they go, oh my God, he's so cute, he's looking at him, oh my God, he's so cute. And they want to pick you up, and they want, to, they want to cuddle you, and they want to snuggle you, and they want to play with you, and they want to tickle you, and everything else. As you grow older, you tend to not want people to pick you up anymore, or play with you, or, or touch you, and you go, no, no, stop, stop, stop. And so you push people away, right? And then as you become elderly, all you really want is human contact again, because no one wants to touch you. Now, a lot of it is the fact that it reminds people of their own mortality, and they don't want to face their own mortality. And a lot of it is people don't know what they're supposed to do or say, and they feel uncomfortable. My mom, being in the healthcare industry, has told me about this. She's told me about how she 
see some elderly patients, and they all say, what I really miss is human contact. And so when she greets them, she tries to not only shake their hand, but also use her other hand to like touch their arm or touch their elbow or, you know, order shoulder. It's good to see you. Human contact. It's the one thing that we forget about as we get older. And when we're young, we try to avoid. But it's the one thing we're supposed to have. I had a discussion about this once uh, with a friend of mine and... She's like, you know, human contact, your your skin is your biggest sense organ that you have, and it is the most neglected. And she's right. So, this guy Jason talks about how he is studying the Torah, has been studying the Torah, studying ancient Hebrew, about how the ancient Hebrew was pictures, and he's been studying it for five years. He's been studying, he, I'll let you watch the video and, and get into it, but I wrote Dad on his YouTube page, and I wrote down that I, I wish there was a love button to click on this, because I, I loved every bit of it. Um, I wrote him that I'm going to start sharing this on my channel, and I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, so if you're listening, Dad, hey, you, this inspired me. I want to have a discussion with this guy. I want to come up and visit. I want to. I want us to sit around. And I want us to talk. And and I, I believe that as he's discussing, the Hebrew language was poetic and sometimes had multiple ways of saying things. I think that it was originally written so that we have discussion. We're supposed to debate. We're supposed to contemplate. We're supposed to have a back and forth. Um, you know, in the beginning of time, people wonder, where did I come from and where am I going? Those two things. Where did I come from and where am I going? So we look for a light. We look for a way to go. And, you know, the Bible's been interpreted through different languages, through different leaders who put their own agenda to things. The thing that always made me hesitant of following the absolute word when I was a kid was I was a history buff. And I learned about the Council of Nicaea, and I learned about how this country would conquer that country and say, you're going to believe what we believe now. You know, going to New Spring Church when Pat when Pastor Perry Noble was a was a preacher there, he talked about how we're constantly being told what we're supposed to follow, and if we go back to the very first text, we learn that the Hebrew language wasn't a language that was easy to translate, and sometimes letters meant numbers, and sometimes numbers meant letters. And sometimes there's pictographs, and you're supposed to interpret it from the pictograph. And that sometimes the language gets lost along the way because of human interaction. Now, the main verses that I always fall back on is, God created us all in His image, and love your neighbor as yourself. If those two things are true, we're supposed to realize how much in common we have 
and we're supposed to realize the grace of God. And we're supposed to realize that even though we may be different, look different, act different, talk different, we're very similar. So, you know, <clears throat> there's a podcast. Uh, I wish I could remember the, the number. Um, y'all know that I like to listen to Burt Kreischer. Bert Kreischer has a podcast or has a, a a Netflix special coming out August twenty fourth called Secret Time. Check it out. I'm a huge Bert fan. I'm sure you know. Um, on Bert's podcast, he had an interview with Brian Callen, where Brian Callen's talking about a book that he read, and I cannot remember the name of the book, but he goes in there and he talks about how we, the people of the United States. In order to form a more perfect union, blah blah blah. Um, believe in that, like he he debated. He actually, you know, spells out the fact that we believe across the board. He said, you know, he's not from this country, but he's like, you know, um, it's episode two fifty four on October fourth, two thousand seventeen. Um. He talks about how we, the people of the United States, in the in the Declaration of Independence, that famous piece, um, we believe. God, I wish I could just bring it up on my feed here. Hang on, I'm gonna pause this and I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay, hang on, just. This will seem seamless to you, but I'm going to actually pause this and look it up. So I'll be so I'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, so here is from from the horse's mouth, episode two four fifty four, uh, Brian Callen and me. It's called on the Burtcast. I, I like that you take the hard edges off the truth. I don't like the. What do you mean the truth anyway? I like the, the truth is a very. There are a lot. There are plural truths. You know, you know what I mean by that? No. Well, if a... I mean, th- th- there are lots of different ways to define truth. So there's a mathematical truth. Yeah. There is a biological truth. You have a genome. There's a number. I could probably, with a great deal of certainty, if I had a team of scientists, uh, predict what your chances of um, getting a certain disease are or certainly how you're going to react to certain medicines... Um, uh, and all kinds of things. I could probably tell whether or not your ring finger is longer than your middle finger. They're just different markers that yeah. we know now. So there are biological truths. There are mathematical truths. The math that goes into my GPS is very exact, and we know it's a truth. There is the fact that atoms have energy. We know that because when we split them, fucking a huge, you know, 100,000 people, God rest their souls, die in a flash in Hiroshima or whatever. So... Then there are other truths, and this is something I talked about on my podcast yesterday. But there are truths that are myths. They're myths. They're 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 allegories. They're metaphors. So let me give you one um, that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed with certain unalienable rights under their Creator which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the Declaration of Independence. 
Biologically, we don't have a creator. We're not created with any rights at all. Yeah. And all men are not created equal biologically. There's nothing true about that statement from a measurable, mathematical, biological statement. You and I are not equal. We're very different. Yeah. You have a genetic makeup that allows you to be more resistant to certain diseases or less resistant, depending. It's, 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 it all depends yeah. how you look at it. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting Sapiens, by the way. And this book I, I've, I've read. Yeah, i got to fucking read Sapiens. Yeah. But, but, but so that, that is not, there's nothing true about that statement. But let me tell you, it's a religion. That is my religion. That, that statement is my religion. That statement is something that, in my opinion, solved the political problem. It is, it is the foundation, the scaffolding, or the beginnings of the scaffolding for the greatest political system known to man. It gave us our longest standing democracy. The Greeks couldn't do it. No one else could. It's better than monarchy. It's better than oligarchy. It's better than fascism. It's better than communism. It's better than any other system that's ever come, across, come, come along. And I would make that argument. And I was so much so that I would fight and die for those principles. Yeah. And I think a lot of men and women have and continue to. That is what this country is founded on. That's why this country is great. And you never hear anybody on the left or the right or the middle argue against that that truth even yeah. though it's not true even though it's an agreed upon myth it's a story we're telling ourselves that all men are created equal that we're endowed with certain unalienable we're not created we evolved there is no creator yeah i mean according to biology can you prove there's a creator can you no but we all that's what faith is even non-christians even non-religious people even atheists agree to that particular statement Which and that's true. a religious statement yep yeah our judicial system is founded on the idea that we're all of the same moral worth that if i kill somebody who's severely handicapped even though they're a drain on the system even though they contribute not nearly as much as i do yeah. even though they can't run as fast even though they can't think as well if i kill that person if i kill a wretch on the street who's sleeping in a sleeping bag and is drunk all the time i'll do the same amount of time in jail as if i kill bill gates now, maybe not, but at least theoretically, our judicial system is predicated on that principle. Yeah. Yeah. That is why that's a Christian idea. All men are created equal by their creator. There's one father, and we're all brothers and sisters. That's what monotheism gives us. That is a fabrication. That is, we have come up with that. Because there are plenty of beliefs, systems of belief that, that would disagree with that. Hinduism, see the over one billion people in India that would that would disagree with that, at least their mythology would. Do you understand? Yeah. Buddhism wouldn't say that either. They have their own ethical codes and things. But what I'm trying to say is that it's fascinating to me that that, that myth that we have embraced has a truth to it. And, and the truth, even though I can't prove it biologically or mathematically, the truth is it gives, us, it gives me the most useful system I can think of in terms of how it's equitable, in terms of how it helps human beings realize their potential, in terms of prosperity, yeah. standard of living, and all that stuff. Now, how, how, how do you... How do you... Yeah, it makes total sense. Now, this is at uh, one hour... Uh, one hour and 15, I think, is when he starts talking about this. It's from a book called Sapiens by Yo-Yo Herrero. Herrero? Herrero? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, 
It's true. It, it's, a lot of that is true. Um, I do believe in a creator. If you look at science, science can say we all evolved. Einstein says that you can't have religion without science and science without religion. The two have to coexist because they're both true. I'm no Einstein, but I think that uh, I could buy into that. I think that we're so eager to find definition that we define things by tangibility. And there are some things that are intangible. I've listened to too many podcasts by some of the smartest men in the world who talk about at a certain point, as they're learning about science and as they're learning about subatomic particles, there's a point where they don't know why things work the way they work. And the more they try and, and discover it, the more they realize, I really don't know. They call that the God element. At a certain point, we go, I, is, this, is this the part that's God? Because that's been their pursuit all along, is to find out what creates everything. To, to discuss the Big Bang, or to discuss how we all come here. But, in this, he talks about how America is such a great co- a country, and our, our politics are so great, because we buy into the lie that we are created equally. And I've heard him talk about this with Joe, and Joe said, I've, stand, I've stood next to Shaquille O'Neal. We are not the same. We are not created equal. He is a giant human avatar, and I am just a, a monkey man. He's like, me and my kids aren't the same. My kids are small little girls. But we all agree, across the board, whether we, are, whether we believe in one God or multiple gods or no God, that we are all created equal under God with certain inalienable rights. Inalienable rights. If that doesn't get your noodle running, I'm telling you, that, that inspired me. That, hearing Brian talk about that, it inspired me. Hearing Jason on the YouTube discuss the Bible and the Torah inspires me. If this inspires you, hey, be part of it. We're building a community here. Get on board. Be part of it. I'm going to end this now. i got my grandson coming over. I'm going to have a two-year-old here in a second, so I'm going to shut this off. Y'all take care. Be good to one another. And if you don't hear it anywhere else, I love you. So, that's it. Stay tuned. I'll have more coming on Tuesday or Wednesday, whichever day I can.